Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're listening, it's because you want to hear our uncensored, unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. And while we did have a lot of topics planned for today, there's only only one important one, and we might spend the entire episode talking about it, and if so, we're not even upset. So obviously today we're mostly going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Yeah, obviously. Um, But side note, um, you might see me look down a lot, because I fucking broke this armchair as we were getting ready to record so it's <laughs> bothering the hell out of me it's okay it's okay it happens too. yeah um but obviously avengers came in at number one breaking lots of records exactly oh, yeah. what was it estimated for and what did it make well opening weekend open yes of course opening weekend let me let me pull that up for you projection wise People thought that it might have a chance because Infinity War set the new record last year for best opening weekend at 2.57. And it was, uh, the runtime was two hours and 45 minutes. No, it was like two hours and 30. Was it? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, a decent... Decently long movie. Yeah. And it beat Force Awakens record. Now, there was a report that came out, and it was either Forbes or Deadline, I don't remember, but one of them said, hey, Avengers Endgame can make up to $290 million opening weekend if... It's not three hours. If it is, then we've got to take those projections back down. And then it came out to be three hours, and everyone was like, oh, well, all right, we got to adjust our projections. And then they ended up being around 275, 280. Mm-hmm. But people were still like, oh, it's going to break the record because of the hype surrounding the movie, and that's understandable and all yeah, that. Of course. And, you know, that seemed that happens. Well, in a literal, unprecedented, record setting move in opening weekend box office history, Avengers Endgame just blew it out of the fucking water, dude. Shattered all records, all Pretty estimates. Much. It opened in America and in, in you know in Canada, the the North American domestic box office opening weekend, three hundred and fifty seven point one million dollars. That is absolutely insane. That's insane for any movie. A three-hour film, and normally, uh, when you make a movie, studios are warned not to make them that long because mm-hmm. then you have less screenings available yeah. during the day. Now, with the demand for Endgame, and as someone who used to work for a movie theater, I know that sometimes you cancel screenings and put Avengers in there, or of course. at the end of the day, you'll add more Avengers showtime. So apparently, there were some theaters in major cities running twenty-four hours, but that's not unprecedented. We've seen that with Infinity War, with Force Awakens, yeah, big, of even Last Jedi, big movies like that, and even having movie marathons as well yes. to add to it. Yes. And, you know, um, but even with, because, you know, when The Force Awakens, like, okay, so people are like, oh, well, no doubt broke the record. But I, I need to put into perspective how much this record has been broken. Uh, well, hold, real quick, before you go into that. Yes. Thursday night, it made $60 million. Something like Opening that. night, $60 million. That alone told you how much it was going to make pretty yeah. much each day. Yeah. Like that, it, it's, it's Monday that we're recording this. It is absolute. I, I still can't wrap my mind to how much money this movie no, made. No, no. And uh, by the way, worldwide it's already grossed one point two billion. Oh yeah. Marvel has two billion dollar movies already, and Endgame's going to get to two, easy. Easy. And it's it's just insane. Brie Larson's been in two billion dollar movies this year. Good for her. What a career. But no. But uh. But anyway, do you remember when The Force Awakens was coming out? Mm-hmm. When that. First trailer happened about a year out, and then about six months out, they had another trailer. Do you remember the hype around 
Star Wars The Force Awakens. Like the first Star Wars movie in like 10 years. And everyone and their mom went to go see Star Wars The Force oh, yeah. Awakens. It was the best thing since sliced bread. And it broke the opening weekend record, which mm-hmm. ironically was held by Jurassic World. So it only... Really? Yeah, yes. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And um, so they broke the, the Jurassic World had the record for like eight months and then... Force Awakens. Five months, something like that. And then Force Awakens broke it. And then... That had the record for three years, and Infinity War came out, a, a huge cultural build-up event, and broke it by ten million dollars. Really, it was that close? I thought it was a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like at least like 50. ten million dollars. And wow. even then, people, that's like nothing for but, them. But even then, people were like, "Holy shit, ten million dollars! That's crazy that it made more." Because everyone, like, people didn't even think it was possible to make more money than mm-hmm. Force Awakens opening weekend. Because literally, everyone in America saw that movie opening weekend. And what's funny is, I think Star Wars appeals to more audiences. It does, and it's more generational. Exactly, yeah. And in terms of movies, you yeah. know, people have been reading comics forever. I mean, our, our parents grew up with Star Wars, yes. and then we grew up with Star Wars with yes. the prequels. And then now there's kids that are now... growing up with Star Wars. Exactly, so it reaches to a broader yes. audience. And now, with all of that in mind, Avengers Endgame beat the Infinity War record by $93 million. And it's 30 minutes longer. Which means mathematically less screenings per day. Mm-hmm. How the ever-loving hell is that even possible? How is that even possible? Because there were ma- like mathematicians who would yeah. literally sit down and be like, "This if they were to play it x yeah. amount of times, they'd have this many times between yeah. screenings. Yeah. This many like they literally sat down, broke down the math. I read the article." I can't remember who reported. I think it was it. Forbes or Deadline. Yeah, it was one of those. But they literally broke it down for you in the article. And they were like, "This is exactly how much money it's going to make mm-hmm. around around and this." And the final much. estimates came out to around two eighty. Yeah, like two eighty five being nice. Yeah, and it's insane that they were able to break that down, and then exceed it. And then the fact that the prediction was it was going to beat Infinity War by like fifteen million was still like, "Holy crap, that's crazy!" It's going to yeah. beat it by that much. Three hundred. You're not going to see this record broken for a few years. Someone will break it one yeah, day. Yeah, of course. One I mean, the records are meant to be broken. But you're not going to see it beat by ninety three million dollars. You're never going to see that number again. No, not like at all. That high. Probably not. You want to make a movie and beat that record? If I ever make a movie, I'll I will be happy if it makes two dollars <laughs> at the box office. So, but no, but yeah. like that. And estimates said it was going to make three fifty by the end of the weekend. Like. Sunday, I think Sunday is whenever that estimate was like, no, it is going to make three fifty, and it made seven million more dollars than what the estimate said. It's and usually box office reports come out like mid mid Monday. Oh yeah, no, no, usually like around um, noon Eastern. Yeah, noon Eastern is whenever es- like the weekend comes yeah, out. Yeah, nine about nine a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, we were looking all day because we we get all our numbers from, from box, box office, office Mojo. Mojo. Mm-hmm. So we were looking literally all day from the second I woke up all day, and it still said a three fifty estimate, three fifty yeah, estimate until estimates. about there were no actuals till about like what four o'clock? It was like four or five o'clock, yeah, Eastern time, because they were still counting how much money this movie was making. Yeah, and it's it's unreal because like even backward. even even whenever Infinity War came out, we were talking about like this is unreal how much uh, how much money this movie made, yeah. and then one year later. Endgame comes out. Now, but but here's the thing. Most movies drop 50%. Or 55 to 60%. Sure, yeah. Even if this film drops like 75% in the next weekend, I think you're still in over $100 million. I think so too. 
Like, I, I don't know the math offhand. Yeah, but, but, but it's, it's still stupid. I looked at their budget. Their budget was $400 million. Yep. One weekend, $1.2 billion made it back just like that. Yep. Like, that, it's insane. Like, just the build-up to and, this and, movie. And first of all, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, you're good. That is a absolutely insane budget for a movie. No movie should cost that much to make. No, absolutely not. But they knew they knew they were going to make their money and back, so they didn't care. And, and you have to pay all those people yeah. to be in the movie. Like, this and Infinity War combined maybe had like an $800 million budget. Just for comparisons, because I don't have the numbers offhand, yeah. look up how much money Infinity War made in its lifetime at the box office. Okay, I'll do that right now. But first, yeah. first before we do that, I'm going to put something... Let's look at the top five box office, which we always do. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Avengers Endgame coming in number one at three hundred fifty-seven million. Guess what came in? Guess what the number was for number two? Um, I looked at it earlier. It was less than ten million dollars. I know that much. Million dollars was second place. That is a huge step down. <laughs> and here's the thing. Guess what movie it was? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, which jumped up from number four or five to number two because people were like, "Oh shit, I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet before Endgame." And it took a and only an eight percent drop from last week. And I'm sure, like, and it went and it went to it played in two hundred and eighteen less theaters and only took an eight percent drop. That's not bad at all. That not bad. It's fantastic. And it makes sense that Captain Marvel came in second because if you couldn't get tickets to Endgame, Game, just go see Captain Marvel. Exactly, which is brilliant that they were able to put these movies in the theaters. Yeah, and together. they did the same thing with Black Panther and Infinity War last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then coming in third was Curse of La Llorona, also bragging in eight million dollars, which took a sixty nine point five percent drop. That is not good. Massive. Yeah. Well, it's not getting the best reviews either. Yeah, but I mean, that's its second weekend. Yeah. And I, it's a horror movie, so one day I'll get into why I'm really upset with the marketing of that movie. Yeah. But I won't do it right now. But yeah. wow, we'll we'll talk and see if we can do it on the next episode. For sure. Um, coming in at number fourth was Breakthrough, sticking in the top five, making in another six million dollars. Not bad. And then number five was Shazam, the comic book movie, making another five million dollars. Glad that's still making money. Oh, yeah, me too. But, all right, now I'm going to bring up... The Infinity War numbers, because I know it is very, very close. Just opening weekend... Domestically. Domestically. Whenever we talk numbers, we are always talking domestic, unless we say foreign. Yeah. So just always assume we're talking domestic. Or if you hear us say the word billion, it means worldwide. Yeah. Unless, well, in three weeks, whenever we talk about a billion dollars made domestically. No, no, I don't think I don't think Endgame will get there. You don't think so? Because Force Awakens has it at nine hundred million. No shit. And that movie stayed in the top five for weeks, months. Okay, so real quick before you talk about mm-hmm. Infinity War numbers, do okay. you think this movie could reach Avatar numbers? I guess I guess we should talk about Avatar real quick and like why that okay, movie okay. has so much money. Oh no, well, what, all right, we, we said a lot. We're gonna get there. Okay, okay. Well, first, okay. let's look at Infinity War's numbers. Okay, it's total domestic total. Domestic total worldwide it made it about two billion. Yeah. Domestic six seventy eight million. Six hundred seventy eight million. So it made uh, just rounding half. It made more half, than half more more than half. Three fifty is seven. Yeah. So Endgame in one weekend alone made more than half of in Infinity War's whole like career at the box office. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. And guess what? Guess what? You want to hear something really fascinating? Yeah. Like box office is crazy? Guess what movie made more than Infinity War domestically? Hmm. Black Panther. Over 700 million. More than Infinity War. Wow. Like domestically. Not worldwide, but domestically. Shit. Because people kept going. Yeah. But, um... Well, that was a big cultural movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Now I'm going to go ahead and bring up the all-time numbers for worldwide. For... 
For just movies in general. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot of monster movies and, like... Right. No, no, no. All-time worldwide. All-time worldwide. Are you are you going to do the top five? I'm going to do the top five. Okay. Number five is Jurassic World. Okay. Really? Okay. Making $1.6 billion. Okay. Number four is Avengers Infinity War. Making... Really? That's at number four? Yep. Making 2.04. Shit, okay. Number three is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay. Making 2.06 billion. Yeah. Number two is Titanic at 2.1 billion. Mm-hmm. Number one is Avatar at 2.7 billion dollars. There's six, so that's a billion more. There is 600 million dollars between one first and second place. Okay. The rest of them, it's like very tight. Very tight. Endgame will get to two billion. I'm very comfortable in saying that. I even am comfortable. I am comfortable saying it will be Titanic. Really? That it will get past 2.1. Okay. A week ago, I would have said it was impossible to catch Avatar. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. Do I think it will happen? No. You said Avatar's at 2.7. Oh, shit. Do I think it'll happen? No. But is it more possible now that we know the numbers compared to the projections? Absolutely. But I will say, I am fair. I, 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 I would even put money that it will go past Titanic. That's at number two. At 2.1. Yeah, no, I. It opened to one point two. It opened to one point two worldwide. Yeah, no, I I could agree with that. Like these numbers, because well, we have movies coming out that are going to be worldwide players. Like Godzilla is going to be a huge worldwide player, yeah, of course. And you know, and domestic players like Aladdin and Mm -hmm. other Detective Pikachu. Those movies coming out, they're they're going to be domestic. D- D- Pikachu will probably do well overseas as well. Yeah. But this is still going to be the event movie for a while. Yeah. Like for a few weeks. And this is such a monumental moment in cinematic history. Un- unreal. Yeah. Unreal. And it all started with John Favreau and, and Iron, Man. Iron Man and Kevin Feige and what he wanted to do, and it's insane like how that room started and what his plan was and uh, also understand that producing a movie is one of the most challenging things when you're in charge of scheduling budgeting making sure everyone's casted on time when you're that person who's literally producing a film and there's there's way more responsibilities than that those are just like basic stuff and eventually you hire people to even do that for you because you're too busy doing other shit Mm mm-hmm it's one of the hardest jobs you can do. Mm-hmm. He produces three multi-million dollar movies per year now. He's been doing it since 2017. Mm-hmm. They were at two for a minute, and now they're at three. That's unbelievable. And here's the thing. I think Spider-Man Far From Home is going to reach a billion dollars. Yeah. And that would be the first Spider-Man movie to make a billion dollars. Yeah, believe it or not, that that's a surprising number to me. But I think I think it would ride the coattails of Avengers, and people, everyone's going to go to see yeah. what happens right afterwards. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to. Every single movie that's come out after an Avengers movie has seen a bump. Really, um, Iron Man three came out after Avengers one. Iron Man three made a billion dollars. Ant Man came out after Avengers two, and while there's nothing to compare it to, mm-hmm. it made I think I want to say five hundred, maybe four hundred worldwide, which for the Ant Man mm-hmm. was insane. And then Ant Man two made six hundred, so yeah. it went up, or it was six or seven hundred. It went up, so 
The fact that the post-Avengers movie gives you a bit of a boost in the fact that Homecoming made about $800 million worldwide, I think think it's enough. And then then if MCU goes three for three on billion-dollar movies this year, what the fuck? Like, what? That's insane. Get this man an Oscar. And one of them is going to be two. Endgame is going to make two billion. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Lion King is going to make a billion dollars. You know, Star Wars is probably going to make a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and then you have Aladdin and all the Frozen two, all these other Disney movies coming out that are going to make a shit. Disney money. is going to be laughing their way to the bank. Yeah, but I, I kind of want to go back to Kevin Feige and what yes. this man has achieved. Uh-huh. Like, he started out as an assistant producer in the X Men movies. Yeah, associate producer. Yeah, he was literally one of the reasons why he was hired was because he knew a lot about comic books and yeah. he needed someone on set to And help just him the out. fact that he was able to work his way up to this just based on his knowledge mm-hmm. of comic book movies and like wanting to really make co- oh, sorry, my phone went off. I mean, it's all good. Turn that shit off. Um so it's just insane that this man has worked up to this point in his career. And these are all solid movies. It just it hits it it nails its um, target like like each movie is a financial success and critical all success. critical success yeah there's they have no rotten movies nope. we are twenty two movies in eleven years later from Iron Man one and just what this man has achieved in his career is is unfathomable yeah like Kathleen Kennedy with Star Wars movies hit or miss right well they've only had one like they've only had one financial failure and that was solo yeah but but even then like kevin feige but even then they can't do two a year no they, they can't. can't do three a year let no. alone two and kevin feige is very like he is in the writer's room wanting to know what happens he's on set he's, you are he's yeah. he's a very active producer but not only is he an active producer he also lets the directors do their thing yeah pretty much he, he, he understands creative freedom is very important, but he mm-hmm. also understands that he has to be consistent with the world that he's worked so hard to build. Yeah. So he gives them parameters and says, you can do whatever you want as and, long as what's in these parameters. Yeah. And, and the obvious are, one is Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, that is the most clear yeah. of, like, and, the way he works. And James Gunn's Guardians films. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's insane. And, you know, and they're also really good at taking the things that they feel are valid criticisms and working to not have those because mm-hmm. I remember in phase one and, f- and early phase two they're like you know the, a lot of people are saying like these are really formulaic and the villains are weak mm-hmm. and then now like they had like four in a row where the villains were great and each movie was different like you got to Ant-Man which is a fucking heist movie yeah and then um, uh, even all the way through phase two it was like the scores are kind of weak I've enjoyed the scores of the past four or five Marvel films now and the fact that they're able to build and do all sorts of things what well at the same time at the same time cranking out the consist consistent success mm-hmm. of their universe is insane and and the fact that you know he wasn't the first person to try cinematic universe it, it's no. been tried out before yeah. and then people have tried to copy what he's been doing yeah and you know when some people have found success some people haven't and mm-hmm. some people are you know working to get it fixed yeah but no one's been able to replicate what he's been doing not on this level and the cultural impact that this has had. You know, people are reading comic books even when they weren't, and even the people who did read comic books are finally like, "Oh my God, I've been waiting my whole life yeah. to see this." And the fact that it's resonating with people not only of all ages but of all races, of all sexual orientations, like everyone is going to watch these films. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is like the modern Star Wars, it is. Where's that comic book movie fatigue? <laughs> oh my God, I, I love. 
for a while now they've gotten better and sure, for, sure. every year Forbes makes a joke headline like I remember when Captain Marvel it said Captain Marvel fatigues itself all the way to a billion like they always make joke headlines but yeah. I think around phase two uh, people would always be like you know, eventually people are going to get tired of these comic book movies and they're not going to go out and see them anymore. And I think one day that will happen. Sure. It, naturally. Yeah, one day it will. Like but, someone's going to come out with the next but, but, genre. But people think it's going to be sooner rather than later and I don't think that Not with all. these numbers. Opens up to 357 million worldwide. Domestically. And, and it always happens when one comic book movie fails. Like, there was some idiot when Hellboy flopped going, oh, comic book movies are in trouble. You know? Like, yeah. And, and then it's like, really? Watch this next one. And the thing right. is, I think it's more people get bad movie fatigue than comic book movie fatigue. Right, and we've talked about that before. And we have before. And, and I think that um, it's crazy. If Kevin Feige keeps up this consistent success, you're not going to see it for a while. You're not going to see fatigue for a while. And I, something else we've talked about before about MCU movies being taught in film schools, specifically mm-hmm. Kevin Feige and what he's done. I think this movie, what he just did, puts the nail in the coffin in that argument. Yeah, no, and, and even then, I've had it brought up whenever I was, when I took film classes. Like, we wouldn't, like, watch MCU or study sure, MCU. Of course. But something that one of my professors brought up, a professor I really like, he he was not a huge MCU fan. Mm-hmm. He just, they didn't work for him. But he was talking about producing movies. And he said, you know, I, I don't really enjoy the films that much. I mean, I like one here and there, but, you know, I'll say... uh what's been going on over there is completely unprecedented in cinematic history and you really need to look at what's going on and uh, like he said one day your kids are going to say were you there opening night when avengers whatever came out yeah and it's like this this is happening yeah because like, because i know even now like i've asked my dad those questions about star about wars, star wars whenever like, he you were there when up. empire strikes back yeah out? it's like one like day, with that whole twist with vader like yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine what that was like what, one one day a kid is going to ask you what what was your reaction when people got dusted yeah in infinity war yeah because because to them whenever they grow up they're just mm-hmm. it's going to be something that it's common knowledge yeah, yeah of course everyone gets dusted yeah and then yeah. of course all the things in endgame happened in endgame like yeah. we knew that mm-hmm. but us now living in this moment we weren't expecting it yeah we weren't expecting these actions and it's just it, it's unfathomable like w- how big of an impact this is going to have not only yeah. now but like years to come and I, I hopefully it's soon in the next few years kevin feige gets a career oscar uh, I hope or you so. think that's going to happen later? It, it'll be later if okay. he gets one. But, I mean, hey, I'm hoping that one day he produces a Marvel movie that's so fucking good that he wins Best Picture. Black Panther was right there. It got nominated. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've heard people say that, in, like, okay, it is fucking early for Oscar predictions. Way early. And But here's the thing. If, if people are talking about Endgame in September, October, mm-hmm. November, don't be shocked if it gets that nomination just because of the epicness of it. And also, you know, I've, I've even heard, I've actually seen very legitimate film pundit writers talking about how Robert Downey Jr. needs an Academy Award nomination, especially for his performance in the first act of the film. And while I think it's really early, and while I think you need to have a more consistent performance throughout a film in order yeah. to achieve one of those, there are legitimate film people saying, I think he deserves this. And you know, after watching it, like, I... Because I saw yeah. it, I saw it twice this weekend. Yeah, same. So I could definitely back up that argument, mm-hmm. but I mean, I I stand with you on that. You know, for an Oscar for best performance in a yeah. motion picture, mm-hmm. you kind of have to have it through the whole movie. Yeah. Not saying he wasn't bad. He wasn't. He yeah. was great. You know, he always he always kills it. And, as and Iron it's Man. also an ensemble movie, and it's hard to pick out 
or great yes. performance. Because there, there's tons of great performances in this movie. Yeah. Let's go ahead and lead this into sort of our spoiler-free review for the film. Yeah, of course. Um, before I get into, like, you know, the actors, like, we're not going to spoil anything, but before I get into the, you know, what I liked and didn't like about the movie, I do want to talk about performances. Mm-hmm. Here who I think, performance-wise, were the MVPs of the movie. Okay. Robert Downey Jr., Paul Rudd, who blew my freaking mind with his acting chops in this film. Wasn't expecting it. Jeremy Renner. Oh, yeah. And Chris Hemsworth. Fantastic. And Oh, and Scarlett Johansson. I thought she was oh really, my God, really yeah. good, too. Unbelievable. I'm, I mean, all of them were good, but like those were just the standouts to me. Yeah. And I think that um, uh, going into the film itself, and uh, naturally we're going to compare it to other MCU films just because... You know, we have nothing really else to compare it to that's unprecedented, and also it's just easier to sort of, you know, reach out to you guys as to, you know, what we're trying to say, because we also have to be very vague, so it's hard to... But, um, I I really love the film. I think it's an excellent film. It did get my... I'll go ahead and say it right now. I got my first A-plus of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, I think that the third act, the last hour of this movie is perfect. Like unbelievable perfection of build up cinematic scope storytelling Mm -hmm. especially and you couldn't have the last hour of this movie without everything from iron man to there yeah you know absolutely not and i think that um you could you could have iron man 3 and angley hulk (laughs) shut up but uh basically that one was for you nick that joke was for you yes you're not here but for you uh, but basically, um, I thought that the setup was was pretty good, um, and I love the second act of the film also because there's a plot element that we won't spoil, but there's a plot element that I'm just a sucker for, and as soon as they introduced it, I was like, yes, here we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I thought the first act was good, but pretty much I thought like each act of the movie solid. It's a great film. Like it's an A plus film for me. Yeah. But there are moments in it that took me out of the film. Okay. And it's not necessarily... It Basically, this film takes risks with characters. Mm-hmm. And there are some where on the second viewing, I was fine with it just because I was just so unexpected the first time. Yeah. But then there are still some in the second viewing where I was like, all right, that, let's, you know, I feel like that that choice could have been different. Or, because basically... And then you have to think in the perspective of, okay, they made that choice, but does it benefit the story? Mm-hmm. And while I think that an overwhelming majority of the choices they made do benefit the story, I think there's one choice that didn't necessarily benefit the story. And it was just like a choice just to make the choice. And I'm, okay. being, I'm being so vague. I, I know. I, 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 I don't even think I know what you're I'll talking get, about. I'll get more specific with you later. Sure. But and even then, there was something I told you that bothered me the first time I watched it. Yeah. But, but then the second time I watched it, that didn't bother Which me Which is funny because the first time, it, it didn't bother me at all. I was like, oh, we're here? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, um, but even then, you know, because that'll happen on subsequent viewings, especially in a big movie like this. Yeah. Because watching this movie once... You just you yeah. cannot get everything in yeah. on the first viewing. This mm-hmm. is definitely a two, three, maybe even four or five time viewing yeah. to catch everything. Because even the second time viewing it, I still missed a lot, yeah. but I got a lot that I missed the first time. Yeah, and it's just because the first time you watch something on this scale, you just it's so hard to capture everything. But you try your best, and it's it like like you said, your first A plus. This is my I, I give this five stars because like we said, I, yeah. I rate this mm-hmm. on Letterbox with stars. Perfect movie. Uh, almost. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I just have very few issues with it. Yeah. Um, just some of it is, 
but and, and on, honestly, part of the reasons I find some just very minor problems with the film mm-hmm. ha- just has to do with the fact that Infinity War was so good. Yeah. And the fact that they pulled off Infinity War. And they pulled off Endgame greatly. But I was... I, this is unfair to the movie. But just, I was more impressed with how they pulled off Infinity War okay. than how they pulled off okay. Endgame. Yeah, so Infinity War has one of the best antagonist storylines of all time. Because you don't really get anything about Thanos before Infinity War. And then Infinity War is just... You see how emotional like he really gets. Like You yeah. just think like he just... All right, he wants to kill and, and half of all life. You understand him a lot more. Yeah, and you're really compassionate towards him. Like mm-hmm. I Honestly, Infinity War, I was rooting for Thanos the whole time. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I got you, homie. No, no, but... Uh... Um, but, but also what I, what I will say is, um, what I loved about Endgame as well as obviously felt like a continuation of the story of, of the Infinity War, every MCU movie is like that. Yeah. Like Captain America 2 feels like a continuation of Thor 2. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not, not specific, like exactly specifically, but they all feel like a part of a piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So saying that is fine, but it, at no point did it feel like Infinity War part two. No, not it at all. It very, felt like its very own movie. It so felt like its own movie. Now, do you have to watch Infinity War to understand it? Absolutely. Yes, but at no point was I like, oh, this is just part two of Infinity War. And like you said, like you have to watch Infinity War to really understand this movie. Mm-hmm. They, like, they don't really connect it. No, and, and, but what I will say is this, is, this movie is a testament, because this is something that people have argued with me before. Mm-hmm. It's not about what happens in your movie. Mm-hmm. It's about how you pull it off. Mm-hmm. It's about how you made it happen. Because, obviously, we're not going to spoil anything, but if I told you, hey, this, this, and this happens in the movie, you probably could have been like, all right, I, I sort of, I could sort of predict and see that. But then when you see how it's done in the movie, you are not even bothered nope. by the fact that you kind of knew it was going to happen because yeah. of how perfectly constructed it was. If you told us... If we went back in time, after watching this movie, to before Iron Man came out, mm-hmm. you're like, this is what's going to happen in 11 years. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You'd be like, there's no, no I read that issue last week. <laughs> like, there's no way they're going to be able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. And please, for the love of God, stay away from all spoilers yes. if you have not seen this. Oh, do this not is get something for you, you and, and, have and, to experience. And people are being dicks. People are spoiling the hell out of yeah, this movie. Yeah, which is please, super annoying. Please stay away from the spoilers. Because this is something you do not want ruined. Because like you said, you could read about it, you could see it, be like, I, I probably could have guessed that if I really thought about it. Yeah. When you see it happen... Incredible. Incredible. Because the day after we saw it, I kept thinking about it. And yeah, I kept getting yeah. chills. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, and all, all I would do is I would just call people who had seen it so I could just talk about it with them. Mm-hmm. But kind of getting into my spoiler-free review, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of arguments saying that the first two hours was kind of like, eh, whatever. It was, it was very mediocre. I completely disagree. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's obviously necessary for yeah. the... Last hour. Now, is the third act better? Yes. Absolutely. But I don't think that act one and two are necessarily mediocre. I think they're actually very well done. And I, I don't mean to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, you're but good. Where I'll say this and Infinity War are different is Infinity War is very adrenaline based. Mm-hmm. And this is very emotional based. Yeah. And the emotional stuff hits you in the fucking heart mm-hmm. throughout the entire... This isn't just a specific act. Like, throughout no. the entire movie. Yeah, you're, you're feeling all emotions. And humor's on point. It's very funny. 
And yeah. It was very funny. Surprisingly funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, just from the second that movie starts to when the credits hit, you just feel all emotions. You're laughing. You're crying. You feel compassionate. Yeah. Like, it, it just... It, it hits it, every it, chord. It acts as an epic conclusion to the... Infinity Saga. The Infinity Saga to where we started off with Iron Man. They, they kind of put a nice bow they, on, on most of the major stories, mm-hmm. well, character arcs that were going on. It's just... And not only what Kevin Feige was able to do this with this, the Russo brothers. And, and the writers, Marcus McFeely. Dude, like, how the Like, the hell, writing, the direction. How the hell did they pull that off? It is... I hope they don't. I hope they don't make anything for ten years and they just rest. Yeah, like, I, they I deserve do, it. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're gonna make stuff. But yeah, yeah. But this, like, I I thought it was well paced. I thought the writing yeah. was great. I think I think Infinity War is better paced. Okay, but I do think that Endgame, like, there wasn't anything wrong with the no. pacing of Endgame. And this isn't spoiler at all. Everything we saw in the trailers, first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, with the exception of like two shots. Yeah. yeah. Other than that. You have no idea what happens for the rest of the movie because I, I remember sitting next to you, and us just like sitting up and looking at each other like, we have two hours yeah. and forty five minutes. No. What are we going to do? Also, I felt bad because we kept freaking out and we both realized like, oh, our girlfriends are here, and then we go and like because we'd freak out and tell each other something. They're like, wait, we should probably include them, and then we'd go and be like, hey, and then tell and like yeah. include because I felt bad and it had nothing to do with the fact that like. Yeah, it was just like you know, I could basically you know we've been friends f- for years, and that we were just all like, "Holy fuck!" when something would happen, and then I felt bad that yeah. I was kind of been torn in between, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just something we've been invested in mm-hmm. for eleven years, so naturally we were excited. I've seen every single MCU movie in theaters. I remember, I remember going to see Iron Man, and that that, that movie actually has a special place in my heart. Not yeah. only, not only because it's fucking incredible that is one of those movies where i forget how good it is until i go back and watch it and i'm like holy shit this you know what's really good, good no one talks about incredible hulk i love incredible hulk i don't give a shit what anyone says you know who i'm gonna call someone out you know who doesn't like incredible hulk who ashton yeah ashton you're gonna watch this when this goes up <laughs> i expect i expect a text for your reason or a phone call why do you why you don't like that movie is it because mark ruffalo's not in it i bet that's why <laughs> no, no 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 but but basically uh you know film subjective but um, and, Not and, this and, one. And there's a lot. Of, and there's a lot of people that that don't like Incredible Hulk. Yeah, but, and that's but, that's fun. Yeah, but I, I think it's I think it's a great film. But yeah. but that also, uh, they're tied together. So I saw Iron Man. It was, it was like, a, like maybe six or seven months after I moved to Florida, and I didn't have many friends. But all I really wanted to do was go see Iron Man. Yeah. So I remember I, I I asked my mom and dad. I was like, "Can we please go see Iron Man? I really want to go see Iron Man." And that was the first time. I saw that movie and then I went to school and I didn't give a shit that I didn't know anybody. I was going around like, did you fucking see Iron Man? Like I was going to everybody. And then Incredible Hulk came out like two or three months later. And I, cause I didn't see the post credit scene in Iron Man. Cause like I wasn't like on the, like that it, wasn't a Marvel thing. Like and, and, not, and, not a movie thing. And, and I wasn't on the internet, like involved with the movie conversation like I am now. So I didn't know. But then at the end of Incredible Hulk, Tony Stark shows up. And I remember sitting in the theater. I don't think my mom was there. No, my mom was there. My mom and dad were there. And I'm sitting there. And I'm, I might have stood up. I think I did. When he came, I was like, is that Iron Man? I was like, what the f-? I was like freaking out in yeah. my like little head. I mean, I'm sure I was like, gee, Willikers, you know. Yeah, but course. But I was just freaking out because I was like, oh my God, are they connected? And then that's when I first went on Google and I was like, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk. And then 
there was a post credit scene in Iron Man, and I was like, oh my god, we gotta go back and watch Iron Man, but it was out of theaters, so I had to wait. I remember waiting to get the DVD of Iron Man, so I could just pop it in and watch, watch the post credit yeah. scene, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and the fact that, you know, we've been invested since then and now, and they've been killing it ever since. And we were right about this whole podcast being about Endgame because yeah. we're 36 minutes <laughs> That's fine. It, 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 it deserves its time, I you agree. know. I agree. But, I mean, that pretty much wraps up my thoughts up about Endgame. Like, just the mm-hmm. fact that this movie was able to happen. And, like, just, just a, it's a huge, huge thank you to all the fans. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's... Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Very, very curious. Not because of the storyline, mm-hmm. but I just I really want to see where Marvel's headed next. Oh, me too. Obviously, we have Far From Home coming out in yeah. a few months. Very mm-hmm. excited for that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very curious. Phase four. Very curious about that. Did I thought I read an article somewhere that it started with Far From Home or right no, after? No. Far From Home is like the epilogue of Phase three. Okay. 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 And um, something else that I will say is in the you know with the MCU mm-hmm. where does Endgame rank for you is it top 3 top 5 and, I, and, I, and I, you reserve the right to change your answer because yeah. we, we've only seen the film twice yeah and some films on my ranking of MCU like it's not till like 3 years later where I bump it up like Three, yeah, and then you rewatch an MCU movie, and you're like, shit, I forgot how good... Like, whenever we watched the movie Marathon, and yeah. Incredible Hulk came on, I haven't seen that movie in years, and I was yeah. like, shit, that's a good fucking movie! Doctor Strange, for me. Yeah? Like, every time I go back and watch Doctor Strange, I'm like, shit. I mean, I, spe- I like the first half more than yeah. the second half, but still. One, one thing, uh, one last thing I'll say about Endgame, mm-hmm. I think that last hour alone is much better than most movies I've seen. <laughs> you're right. Like, just because you can get the full story... Yeah. In that last hour. Yeah. For sure. Like, they could have just released that. Oh, my God. Getting chills thinking about it. But, so, mm-hmm. in-game ranking within the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely number one. I, oh, really? Yeah, number okay. one. I absolutely loved this movie. And it's funny, because the second time... Because whenever we saw it Thursday... Because usually we try to go out every Thursday and watch yeah. new movies... When this movie came out on Thursday night, our whole theater was involved. Oh, like they, cheering, we were clapping, into yeah, it, yeah. crying. You heard yeah. everything. Um, I saw it again Saturday night. Saturday night, packed theater, almost sold out. Not as much involvement. I was still the only one really into it, even on a second time viewing. So, like it, the fact that I can just watch this movie over and over again and still get invested into it, still cry, even though I know what's going to happen. Still cheer, even though I know what's going to happen. Still get chills. Just the fact that this movie is still able to captivate me mm-hmm. is absolutely insane. So I think that's number one. Number two would still have to be Winter Soldier. Absolutely love Great that movie. movie. Love it. Um, and it's the first time we really see Cap, like, be Cap, you know? Yeah. Before he was kind of like, a, do kinda, this, he, do this, he, <laughs> he was kind of a bitch before yeah. Winter Soldier, I, I will say, yeah. But, um, so Endgame... Uh, Winter Soldier. Number three. Yeah, you have to do a whole ranking. I was just yeah, no, I, pro- probably far, uh, not far from home because that hasn't come out yet. But Homecoming. Oh really? Really? I love Spider Man, and okay. that's the first time it's been in my top three. But just thinking about all the MCU movies, it was between that Doctor Strange is probably number four right now. But like you said, it changes like literally. Ask me tomorrow. It'll be completely different. Gotcha. But what about you? Where, do, where does Endgame rank for you? Um, it's. 100% in my top 5. Top 22? 
Is it in the top 22? No, no. It's 100% in the top five. Okay. Might be top three. Okay. Where in the... I don't know. Because mm-hmm. my favorite, my favorite MCU movie is Civil War. Okay. I have an undying love for that film that every time I watch it, I get something new. And I just... I love that film. And I one day, I swear to God... I've started writing a video essay about it. I will get it done, and you will see it on the channel fucking one day. I promise. I don't know when, but one day. Because I, I love that film, and I really want to do a deep dive into it. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is probably Infinity War. Love that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, three might be Endgame. Okay. And I might even switch with two with Infinity War. Like, it's kind of right there. Yeah. Um, but if not, what would take its place? Probably Winter Soldier. Or even um, Iron Man one, mm-hmm. and then there's fucking Avengers one. God, like it's it's hard, but it's pro- Endgame is probably in my top three. Yeah. One day we should make a video where we do our rankings, like after Far From Home, since we'll have a year sure. before the next one. But yeah, it's probably in my top three for sure in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, huge numbers, big movie, big stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Oh yeah, love it. Great. Please watch it. Yes. And please, please give and all your money to this please movie. Please watch it and please watch us. Where can you find us, Dalton? You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash movie nights. And you can find us on Facebook at movie nights, Instagram and Twitter at nights underscore movie. And if you're listening on iTunes and SoundCloud, we greatly appreciate it. We also encourage you to watch on YouTube and subscribe. That was great. Thank you. I, that came out of nowhere. So uh, <laughs> we're in the end game now. So thank you guys so much. And uh, we will see you next time.